Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the week. Welcome to the Global Frequency. Now, ever since I put the Global Frequency together so many years ago, it's built up slowly and nicely. I've gathered a nice crowd of people who like to discuss stuff. And thankfully, they've been able to talk me back from many an edge. But we took a week off last week and so much stuff happened. I don't know if we're going to get through this show today. It's been painful sometimes to watch, annoying. But most of all, as you know, it's been angry making for me. This country more and more seems to be shifting in the direction which I don't recognise. And I hate to use um, you know, statements like this, but I feel like this country's left me. Um, I don't hate the UK. I love this country. Um, I, I love occasionally watching football. Not too much. Very rarely I might watch EastEnders and enjoy it. But everything going on in the background, not just coronavirus, seems to be getting a lot more poisonous this days, these days. So to help me discuss this, and more issues. I've got an amazing crowd of people this week. I've got the amazing, amazing Luke Elliott. Welcome to the show. Charlie Streets. James, or am I calling you Jimbo today? Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, hello, Jimbo. Um, Adrian, welcome to the show. And T Tony Kamano. Guys, how are you? You all right? Yeah, good, man. Good. Bonjour, bonjour. Yeah, great, bro. Great, CJ. Now, I don't know how it's been for you, but this week, I, I, like, I know I spend a lot of time on social media and I spend a lot of time reading the news and all the rest of it, but I don't know. I feel like I'm going like one of those crazy conspiracy theorists. A lot, like, everything, everything seems to be going a bit nuts. Everything seems to be going a bit crazy. And people still seem to be willing to give Boris a chance that I don't think any leader's ever been given in all the time that I've been on this sweet little earth. Now, top of the subjects that we've got here is the um, exams. Now, I hated the year that I got my GCSEs and my A-levels because I felt like a complete failure. I didn't fail, but I felt like a complete failure because my grades weren't that great. And every politician was coming on TV and going, well, it's clearly because um, you didn't study hard enough. Congratulations to the smart kids. The other rest of you, well, unlucky. But this month we found out that actually grades were being decided on a system where you get predicted grades. So you had your predicted grades and then whatever exam you would have taken after that, that would have been the grade you got. But it wasn't, no matter how hard you studied an exam, your grade would be decided by an algorithm. Now, this happened twice over the past month with A-level students and GCSE students. And what was found out that a lot of students who went to not necessarily poorer, but less well-established schools got lower grades. And the kids that were going to go places like Oxford and Cambridge were getting better grades. Guys, am I being wrong here? Isn't there something seriously wrong in the system that no matter how hard you study, they could take that away from you? Um, no matter what your teacher thinks of how good you are, they could take that away from you. Now, I know there's two parents in the team here. I've, as a newbie, Jimbo, let me let me ease you into the show. How do you stand? I know you've got a young one. How, how do you stand with that sort of thing happening? Um, it's pretty pretty sad, really, because, you know, you, you design uh, a bit of software that will... Um, save a lot of time, effort, money, all this kind of thing. But it's probably put together by um, technical developers rather than somebody that understands how to mark a paper properly. Uh, and it seems to have been based upon uh, location and the means 
uh, scoring and grading of the school over the past three to five years. Now, I've seen something on LBC uh, earlier that was saying um, even A-star students from Eton got marked down. But what I, what I want to say is, what if your kid is completely happy with a D? What if you worked hard for a C? What, what if you were, are that student in, your time, in that time of your life going, you know what, just getting that, that kind of thing just to get me through to the next stage of my life uh, would be enough and okay and I'm happy. And then suddenly you've got like an unclassified or near miss or whatever it is these days, a total fail. So it's kind of a travesty of justice, but I think mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a wider issue here is how, how do you build resiliency in the individual to know that those grades do not um, determine the outcome of your life uh, because of one moment in time? And nobody should ever take this as the moment in time that would take them forward and determine what they're going to be when they're 30, 40, 50, 60. Oh, I got a... Um, a, a D and I predicted an A or set of A's. I didn't go to Oxford. I went, I, I, in fact, I didn't go to university and it's really affected the, the entirety of my life. And we're, we're still in that society where that means so much and shouldn't. And it's all completely kind of um, blown out of out proportion. This early amount of time in your life when your cognitive abilities aren't advanced enough to realize that you can be so much more and do so so much more with yourself that you rely on this one moment to determine the rest of your life and so you're knocked down and the, the culture of our country at least our, our um society is this is what you are this is what you will do this is how you will be judged this is how you'll be understood bits of paper cvs and nothing more and Mm. getting out of that um toxic mix of how your mind's been developed by this system is actually really difficult because how the hell do you know what's outside of your own apple if you're a worm inside the apple you need to get to the edge of that and move outside but even the parents aren't aren't, um, shown how to do that or take their kids to that uh, that that edge so what what i say to this is yeah i'm angry about it but i'm more angry about the whole fact that we don't believe that we can be more and it doesn't fucking matter Woo! welcome to the show <laughs> you're a beautiful man no i mean you've got nice for me. <laughs> yeah that was a beautiful interest and i think i agree with you i agree with you there i i think we've set a system up and I think, again, it's it's all about control and it's all about making people feel like they have to be part of a rat race to a degree. Before I carry on, TC, let me jump in there with you. You've got little ones. And yeah. obviously, you know, you know, the education system didn't necessarily do yourself or myself particularly great favour. How do you right. feel about it with um, the whole, like, this is the future you, your, your kid's going to be facing? How do you feel about that as well? Jamie is right. James is right. Um, it's or Jimbo, sorry, mate. Um, GCSEs in the long run count for fuck all. The problem is that what's very apt by that algorithm is that if you go to the right school and your mum and dad have got the right kind of money, then you're going to get better grades, whether you study for them or not. Um, and that kids who work their asses off in poorer, who come from poorer backgrounds, go to poorer schools, um, we're fucked over. Um, but, you know, when, when I was a kid, I, I didn't work towards my GCSEs. I, was, I fucked about too much. Um, and in hindsight, I don't think I, I actually would have paid any attention to GCSEs. I would have started working or doing apprenticeship or doing something completely different. But we, we, we give 
what at least my parents gave so much credence to education and it wasn't something that I should have done. Um, all this is just like just like the Queen Queen does, doesn't it? The Queen tells us that it, it doesn't matter who you are, there is always someone better than you. And, and they're born into that position when you're not born into anything. And if you're not born into it, well, you don't deserve fuck all, do you? So, all right, it's a rigged system and we're fucked. Guys, can you bring any hope onto the situation? <laughs> like, <look. laughs> um, no, not really. No, look, I, not I don't really, I, man. You know, um, how about you, Luke? I, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm maybe a bit presumptuous, but I assume at some point kids will be in your mind. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they are um, pretty soon, um, probably. Um, next 12 to 18 months, I would have thought. So, yeah, yeah, I've been thinking more and more about children and the world especially because um, you know I mean the world is you know, I mean, complete shit show at the moment really mm. society is just all over the shop I mean this is just another example of classism elitism um, being again yeah being told that you're you're not really worth anything mm. if, you, if you didn't get extremely lucky I mean we're all, we're all outrageously lucky to be here anyway as it is let alone to be born into wealth, you know, the amount of play, you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. So to say that, you know, these people, you know, all these kids that, yeah, like Tony and Tony and Jimbo both said, you know, don't didn't don't necessarily work harder. I mean, I went to I went to state school, public school, whatever you want to call it. Um and I, I was with some, some really bright kids, some really bright kids went to my school, really intelligent kids, and they worked really hard. Um, and getting an A was was just like almost out of the question some of the time. Like in some subjects, okay. people just didn't get it. Um, and these kids, these kids that were predicted even you know not to do even that great, some of them ended up with great great grades. So I mean, yeah, but it's, it's I mean it's a travesty, it's a farce really, isn't it? And Boris Johnson to blame an algorithm on it. Are you serious? Are you serious? Like what? So the algorithm went haywire and just decided everything in it. So no one reviewed it after it went through the algorithm. Like you didn't, you didn't think, oh, let's quality check this. Let's just have a look. You know, I'm sure there's some, I'm sure there's some searches they could have done that would have, that would have, that would have uncovered the, the gross misjustice. Um, so they just didn't do their due diligence. So it's another inept government failing, isn't it? Because really? of what James said, what popped into my head was. There probably couldn't be anything more disappointing other than getting dumped than being told by the state that you're actually yeah. a failure. Um, that the state from a young age starts telling you your worth. Um, and and in, a, in a way, there can be nothing more disappointing to that. Um, how about you, um, Charlie? How does how does it sort of sit with you? Because, again, you know, if the state's telling you your value from a young age and also telling you that you're not, you know, Worth much? Oh, okay, Adrian, I'll come to you. <laughs> we'll come back to Charlie shortly. Don't run away, um, Adrian. How do you stand on it? Is that something you felt fair? Because what people I think uh, still haven't realised about this: this is done all the time. Because only a certain amount of people are allowed to get a certain amount of grades. Um, so I find it quite interesting in that sense that you know this is only something that is now because of the coronavirus situation upsetting people but that's always been the case you're only allowed a certain amount of people to get a's a stars pluses all the rest of it and that's always been the case so people always got marked down that was nothing new um so adrian how do you stand on it ultimately it's you know unprecedented times wherein you know kids aren't actually able to sort of sit their exams 
But I think to base the your entire judgment really on a kid's what two years or five years, whatever it may be at GCSE slash A level, mm-hmm. on, on based to based on algorithms is completely and utterly farcical. I mean, I've heard um, you know cases where kids were given youth, and when you sit there and you sort of look at it in a cold light of day, um, you know that, that that's life changing, and I feel as though. Rather conveniently, you know, once all the university places were allocated, only then did sort of Boris say, oh dear, I think we've messed it up. Let's revert back to what we should have done and, you know, and based on the predicted kids. So I think that, um, but I think Jimbo raised, raised quite a valid point, actually, or might have been Tony. In the, in the grand scheme of things, ultimately, you know, GCSEs especially, as long as you get your five A stars to C and you get your maths and your English, you're pretty much okay. But my fear is that for a lot of a lot of kids, um, this is going to be completely confidence shattering. And I do think that what's needed now is the infrastructure and the support mechanisms to enable kids to say, you know what, yeah, it's bad at the moment, but this isn't going to define you when you're 35, when you're 47, when you're 56. You know, you can you can still be a city high flyer. You can still you know be a mechanic. You can still do whatever you want to do. You just have to do things differently. And I think ultimately that's what needs to be the overwhelming rhetoric now. It's how can we help these kids get to where they need to be in spite of the atrocity and quite frankly the farce that's um, happened. So, yeah, that's pretty much my response. That's fair enough, mate. Um, sound of that, Adrian, thank you very much, uh, bruv. It's nice to have you back. Uh, again, I can only agree with you guys on this one. I, I think it's we're, we're defining young people so much when they're younger and putting so much pressure on them, and I think that's a bit too much. Jimbo, did you want to jump in with anything else there? Yeah, I did. I, it's almost like we, we, we need to take a step back from this, and everything's focused on on the alg- algorithm. It's fast score, don't judge yourself um, on that kind of stuff. We, and uh, we're, we're kind of throwing a lot of um, uh, young people into uh, years of wilderness that maybe some of us um, experienced when coming out of uh, um, education. But let's take a real step back and go, look, our, our education system is fundamentally broken anyway, because all we do for those exams is learned by rote, parent fashion. You sit there, you're in a little cubicle or, 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 or a little box, trying to write down, remember, everything you can, you cram for a period of time. And all of the structures of the key stages that, that you have to go through um, are about learning by rote, so you can sit an exam and try and pass an exam. You know, how is that really gonna help you? And then let's take a further step back, and, and everybody knows, and it's been like this for best part of 20, 30 years, the fact that when you come out of school, you still go like, "Oh fuck! How how, how do I um, how do I do my taxes? How do I how, how do I balance finances? What does um, you know a sales career actually mean? You're not taught the fundamental fucking shit that you need to live this life and actually pay pay your bills normally, and you know pay for uh, pay for the rent." You know, you, you just don't understand that stuff and you still have to learn that from scratch when you're getting out there and it's all this kind of back and forth. And if you're lucky, you've got, got parents that have done it all for you and then you're you're slowly coaxed into understanding it. Whereas most people don't have that shit. And so it takes many, many years of wasted time learning it when it could be learned at the right time. And so it's been broken for so many years. And, and, and so it doesn't fucking matter about this algorithm. Just just don't believe it. Don't, don't, um, don't buy into it. 
and realize the thing that will get you the job is if you've gone out, learned something that's separate, you have a bit of personality to you and you can run a job interview like nobody else can. And if you have those skills, nobody gives a shit to whether you can do the job or not. It's just you presented yourself well. And it's still like that. And it's been like that for 20 years. Which explains Boris Johnson. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I saw, I, I, I saw a little article um, the, the, the other day which basically said, well, if, the, if Boris Johnson was, was, was around uh, in Parliament 40, 45 years ago, um, there's like numerous different things um, on his, um, uh, in his life that would not allow him to get, get as far as he did. You know, having multiple kids, multiple people that he barely, that he, uh, uh, barely sees lying multiple times about multiple things, crashing us out of um, uh, the the EU. Oh, hold on, James. Let me stop sorry. you there. Okay, Before I'm we go stop. too sorry. deep into the Boris, we'll come back to him. We've got plenty, plenty, plenty for the Boris. Um, uh, you know, before we wrap up this one, any advice? Your parent, your kid comes to Wait, you. CJ. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. you're back in the house. I'm back um, in the house. Mate. Yeah, I didn't get any, a chance any, to sum this one. Let me just quickly sum this one up for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Streets. <laughs> God, far away, Charlie. Um, no, I agree with pretty much everything everyone's been saying, obviously. Um, as someone who comes from a... Didn't really come from money in when I was born, but has had a lucky enough to have hardworking parents that have made a lot of money and done a very good job for themselves. Um, you know, it's an extremely privileged position to be in. Um so, you know, anything's possible, of course, but the fact that these kids have, you know, just because they come from some sort of area or something, they're getting downgraded. There's nothing right about that. That's not an equal playing field in any way, shape or form, man. Like, come on now. That's just ridiculous. Just to work out for you some stupid algorithm or something, man. We rely so heavily on technology nowadays, like, a little bit too heavy for me. So like, just it's bullshit. Stop fucking up these kids' lives, man. As far as I'm concerned, just stop doing it. <laughs> just cut it out now. And also, what I'd also like to just add to that quickly, I hope the police officers that shot Jacob Blake have been arrested by now, man. But yeah, we'll, we'll come to that. Stick, stick, stick with us. We got, we got plenty. We got plenty, plenty here. And this is like a buffet here. We got, we got a buffet of subjects, and they're gonna come out and hard. Don't you worry yeah, about that. Now, after all this stuff happened with the algorithm, the education of like Minister Sturzen being sacked is still there, and nobody can figure out why, except for the fact that it's Boris's mate, which everybody in the uh, government seems to be. But uh, I think an official got sacked, and that was it. Now, moving on quickly, I know every time we do a show, I mention this, but um, obviously, you know. I can't help it. It's been just over a year since Boris Johnson's been in power, right? And in the past couple of weeks, he's done the type of stuff that probably would have led to a resignation for somebody so far. Among that, the algorithm situation, which, okay, you can argue wasn't directly to do with him, but does I don't know if you guys remember, do you remember a story about um, a uh, Mrs. Ratcliffe, uh, Nazin Nin? Zahara Radcliffe. Now, she was an Iranian, um, I think a teacher. She went to Iran. Okay. And, and and this is just classically how much Boris is allowed to get away with. That I know if it was anybody else, no way would it have been. Now, she went to Iran. I believe she was a teacher. She'd been teaching people out there. She got arrested by the Iranian government and accused of being a spy, right? 
at one point she was about to be released or they were negotiating and a certain foreign minister said she was a spy and she got chucked in jail for another couple of years. And now it turns out the government's deliberately delaying um, taking any action to work out a release for fear of offending Trump. Now, again, how how is it that Boris... Johnson, the prime minister of this country, is allowed to get away with stuff like this. I honestly don't get it, right? This poor woman, she's done, as far as I can tell, nothing to no one. But Boris Johnson seems to have more of an effect on her life than he does his own kids. And I, I'm, I'm just like, why does, why is it nobody seems angry about this? Is there something special? Have I missed something about Boris Johnson? Is there something actually special about him? Because people seem to treat him like Churchill reborn. Um, like the new Messiah, and I personally don't get it. So, boys, tell me, you know, how much does Boris need to do before people go enough's enough? Because let's put the Iranian story to the side. His cohorts manufactured a story this week that I don't know if you guys heard about, but at the proms, basically a, um, a historian said that, you know, the proms you know, hope and glory and Britannia were based on racism and fascism, right? Which actually, if, you, if you're able to step away from it, especially rule Britannia, I don't know how much fa- more fascistic a song can get. You know, rule Britannia, rule Britannia rules the waves. You know, there's a lot of waves out there. How are we ruling, you know, it's weird. But anyway, they manufactured a whole argument saying that BBC wanted to ban it. And then Boris out of nowhere comes out and goes, it's stopped. It's time to stop being uh, our cringing embarrassment about UK history. And it struck me that British people know so little about British history that actually that's why Boris Johnson's able to get away with what he does. But what is it about Boris Johnson? Is Boris Johnson doing something that I just don't notice? That means he can say whatever he wants, he can do whatever he wants, and nobody holds him to any judgment. His own party won't. The Labour government definitely, the Labour opposition definitely doesn't. Am I missing something? Does anybody here? Actually, that might be a bad question to ask. Am I seeing Boris the wrong way, chaps? Who wants to jump in first? Tell me, am I missing something? Or do you speak to people like, like Boris? What do they say to you guys? Um, if we can have um, Jimbo, if you want to... Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going to say, yeah, you are missing something. You, you absolutely are. You're, you're missing the establishment that is supporting him and behind him that, that's based on uh, capitalism, money-making, and the system that uh, continu- continuously propagated, puts the highest 1% um, making more money and uh, the, the rest making less money. And it's always been that way. That That's the way the system runs. That's the way um, everything's held up. Everything is more right-leaning than, than it is left-leaning. And if you get too too far left-leaning, suddenly they can be de- demonized and, and made to look like they're, they're more right than left, although you call it extreme leftism. Um, so it get, gets all really bizarre. So the more bizarre it gets, who are you going to have more confidence in? The, the one that's a little more right-leaning than left-leaning and actually has the power currently Therefore, you have a perpetual um, system of the same government staying where it is because who the hell knows how to get out of this thing? Let's just stay with, with, with the same one because nobody I, else I is I, saying I, I, enough, you know? Let me jump in there quickly. Yeah. So I, I think it goes back to my original point about people's grasp of history. I think people's grasp of what the establishment's done to them and done to this country is so poor 
Like literally, all most people know about history is Winston Churchill, World War Two. They might know a bit about World War One. Very rarely will they know about um, Britain's actual empire building. They know that at some point Britain send out um, was fighting slavery. Um, sending out ships, they'll know at some point they lost America as a colony. But outside of that, their grasp of history that they've been taught is that the establishment always saves them. But Curtis, I think um, it's it's easy to to miss the point of all this. Really, is an mm. educated electorate doesn't vote for them. <sighs> I. I a truly I know, educated elect- are you gonna you're, you're you're educated you do your reading you, you actually get get down and dirty and deep into it oh certainly yeah. that's it you're you're a boris johnson supporter because you've done that uh, enough research and understand it does it work like I, that? I, I don't think it's necessarily education i, I in that sense because I, I think far too many people voted conservative this time round than just it being a case of education um, no, 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 it, it, it is, because if you were educated enough to think critically about how Jeremy Corbyn was demonised, then you can take a step back and go like, wow, that's insane, because then people still didn't look at the establishment that was underneath Jeremy Corbyn and how the, how the country would have to run anyway, and it wouldn't just go suddenly left-leaning and, and you know, could we t- bring all homeless o- off the streets? Is that actually possible in, in the way our, our country is run? And the answer is probably not, unfortunately, no matter if it's Jeremy Corbyn or not, uh, but because it's it, it's not a dictatorship in that way. But then mm. when you allow somebody to get away and blind you and take you away from what they're, um, distract you from what they're actually doing in the background, that Nazanin uh, Radcliffe story, I'm sorry if I got, got the, the name wrong, um, mm. is actually a, the perfect distraction whilst they do something else. Mm. It, it, and, and that's how this all works. And they know the, those mechanisms. Um, he wrote the book on Churchill. Of course he knows all the mechanisms. That, that's why everyone thinks he's a really smart guy, because that's the message that they push out there. But then he's still this bumbling buffoon that they saw on, um, uh, have I got news for you that they seem to really <laughs> still like? You know, it doesn't make sense. Oh, I think Boris is very intelligent. I think he's very smart. He's just a prick. Um, if I can have one of how, how do you boys? Um, let me start. Let me go the other way around. Adrian, how do you stand on on this? Am I am I reading too much into it? Is it an education issue? You know, it, you know, we hear that we hear that said a lot, but part of me just thinks British people love a bit of fascism. It's in. It's so deep into the culture. Part of me just thinks they love a bit of it. But and I'll, but what, how, how do you sit on it, Adrian? Um, I think I want to sort of touch on your point with regards to sort of well perception of Boris in education because when he sort of was mayor, he was just you know this lovable lummox, this buffoon, this bike riding savior um, who you know fought, fought off muggers and you know did slide tackles and charity games. Do you, do you feel like what he <laughs> what he did was he um. He dumbed, dumbed, dumbed himself down in a sense. People sort of said, nah, nah, he's, he's, he's not really like that. He, he hasn't got that, thought, that sort of thought process in him. And, you know, I've, I've heard um, stories where, you know, he will be um, going on sort of TV and, um, you know, he will purposely, you know, scruff himself up yeah, yeah, yeah. to sort of create and um, perpetuate that idea and that notion. So do you think that that's maybe, in terms of sort of Boris's perception anyway, people just don't 
obviously it's shifted since 2016, of course, but people just don't see, think he's got it in him and they just don't give him enough credit um, with regards to his intelligence. I, I think... I'll come back to what I think in a second because I'll go off on another rant and I want to give you boys a chance to convince me otherwise first. Um, let me, Charlie, you haven't said much. Come on, welcome back. Yes, how do you stand on, on Boris? And uh, you could talk about any of those issues, whether it's the, I you know. I think Adrian just summed that up perfectly, man. <laughs> that made me laugh a lot as well. Because <laughs> he is a bit of, he is this sort of bumbling, stumbling buffoon, isn't he? It's like sometimes when he talks, all I hear is this, blah, 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 blah. this kind of this noise. It's not, it's not like language. It's weird, man. Um, no, I think, I mean, Curtis, you know my long-term feelings of Boris Johnson. <laughs> I'm not a massive fan, I'll be honest. I've, I've just never have been. I think he just, he just embodies the whole idea of sort of white supremacy in a way, or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, that suited white man with the stupid haircut that somehow has, you know, the whole country under his control or whatever it is. It's, I mean, it's just it's just the typical story. It's like if you write... Right, he, does, he does have a lot of fans out there still, Karen. <laughs> no, I know, I know. And they're all going to hate me for this. I get it, I get it. Yeah, all right. But um, he, he's just a... Really? I mean, the geezer looks... I know. Oh, Ch- Charlie, you keep touching yeah, your mic or something every time you're talking there. Hey? You keep tapping something, so we lose the end of your sentence here. I don't know what you're doing, but, but calm down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's just, you know, he's, he's just a bit of a prat and he borrows, like... I mean, I, I I I really don't know. I I, I got I, I, I got to jump in. I got to jump in. He's not he's <laughs> not a prat. That's the problem. He's not a prat. Yeah, I guess. You, know, so. you, you 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 get you get to that layer of management and kind of a top level corporate CEO. The words that come out of their mouth mean nothing. That's the problem here. And so he knows he can just like ah, oh, blah, 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 it doesn't matter what I say, whatever. Whatever yeah. said behind closed doors and decisions he's made. I've written into laws and very cleverly kind of um, uh, adapted and seeds are planted years before and then molded in certain ways. And I, you know, that that's funded, that's defunded, that's this, that's this. And you'll never see those processes at work. Exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> no, yeah, there you go. Um, that's kind of what I was wanted to go into, but I, I don't have the mental capacity to talk like that. So that's Oh, don't undersell yourself, streets, yes. man. You're, yes. you're the straight-talking gunner here. Don't, don't give me that. Don't ever talk like that, son. Not on my show. You've got what it takes. You're the best. Oh, um, TC, <laughs> let me bring you, let me bring you around, bro. How, how, I, I, you know, Boris, again, I know you live in a, a very special area of the country. How, how do you stand with Boris and how, <laughs> how do you, how do your neighbours feel about Boris? Um, well, I think Boris, Boris is not stupid, obviously, he's obviously very intelligent. He's become the prime minister of the country. So he's, he's, he's greased enough palms with whatever promises he's made. Um, and, and he's surrounded himself with a little boys club that, you know, what my, what my boss says, I'll back him hundred percent. He'll never sack me. That's why Gareth Williams is still in that job. Um, how do my neighbours feel about him? I can't talk about specifically about my neighbours, but I can talk to a couple of people that when he got phoned in, I went, I said to him, and I'm I'm a bona fide Labour supporter, uh, born and bred, unfortunately. Um, 
And uh, I remember talking to him, I was saying, like, Johnson, it's the wrong Johnson's got in, isn't it? Because it was, I would have thought that the other, the other brother would have been a better prime minister. Um, and they were said, oh, no, but the thing is, he's right, isn't he? He's so positive. We're going to get it through. He's positive. We're going to get it done. You know, and at least he looks like he's going forward. And that's all that mattered. The little message about going forward and, you know, getting it done, basically applying themselves. Oven ready. Oven ready. <laughs> again, right? All the most basic common denominator is, oh, well, at least he's not saying it's going to be difficult, but somehow difficult is a fucking problem. Life's fucking difficult. Paying a fucking mortgage is fucking difficult. Raising children is fucking difficult. Going to work when you're fucking shattered is difficult. Do you know what I mean? Visiting someone in the hospital is fucking difficult. Everything's fucking difficult. Because it's going to be fucking difficult. But because he's just going to get it done, it's all right, isn't it, bruv? No. I think he's a prick. But anyway, that's my personal opinion. Um, he, is a, he is a clever bloke. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. He's a clever bloke. Well, how, how did he get to be prime minister if he was stupid? Do you know what I mean? Um, that I'll come to back to in a right second. Palms, he's also the right people. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess he's got some. That, that I'll come back to in a second because I think he, he is there's something really interesting about Boris. Luke. Sorry, Boris. Luke, sorry. Luke, Luke. How do you feel about the situation with Boris? I think he's a Teflon Don of politics, and I sort of believe it doesn't matter what he does. Um, but we're in that age of it doesn't matter what people do, as Prince Andrew can attest to in this country. But how do you personally feel about um, um, Boris and his policies? And um, um, I, know, I think Boris Johnson is a product of the times we live in and what has what has sort of transferred for me especially since i've been conscious of the news and the outside world pretty much since september 11th um that day um that's sort of the first time i ever noticed anything sort of worldly news wise going on and it it seems especially to have sped up in the last few three to five years um this sort of fear the message of fear has been spread around a lot i think by the media um, which is which has made people get fed up with a lot of things. Politicians, especially that you know, people got fed up with them as well. Um, this is what obviously led to Donald Trump in America. Um, I think they're both the product of the same the same sort of worldly conditions. Mm. Um, and you know, and yeah, and Boris, you know, Boris Johnson hooked up with the Brexit campaign, and that whole campaign was based on you know the EU and the fear of the borders and taking back up, taking back our country and all this, you know, that like we were losing it, like we were losing something, you know, fear, it's all fear driven messaging um, that really got people, you know, looking at, looking at things and looking differently. Um, and then Boris Johnson just carried that on. And then he was the guy, the guy waving the flag saying, I'm going to get it done. You know, what you feared that wouldn't happen, I'll get it done, you know, and, and that's, you know, and that played on it and that, that's created this whole emphasis. And now people have made, drawn their line in the sand and they're on one side. They don't want to budge. Nobody wants to hold their hands up and say, ah, oh, I was really wrong about this guy. He's, he's just, he, he's, he's evil. <laughs> you know, <laughs> almost, he's all, do you know what I mean? Cause he doesn't give a shit about anyone outside of his like little bracket, like his boys club. That he's got them all in the door as well. Soon, like, do you know what I mean? They're all in the door. They're all in there. They've hijacked the whole thing, man. <laughs> like, that's, I'm, that's I'm, sort I'm, of how, that's how I feel. Like, they've hijacked the whole country. Like, and they're just running with it. And nobody, and they've created so much anger between classes and races um, and all sorts with the way they go on. 
Um, and it's, it's caused us to be, you know, hating on each other all the time, arguing, which has made this a, 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 just a standoff, isn't it? Everyone's, everyone's mm. drew their line in the sand with Brexit. And then that was it, and no one's budged. And we're still in the same position, still arguing the same thing. I, I think as somebody put it uh, to me, it's the footballification, the footballification of politics. So it, it's, it's what happens in the state. So whereas before, you'd wake up, Luke Elliott, you'd wake up in the morning and you'd be like, right, I've got to get to work. Um, I've got a job to do, I've got money to make, or your Jimbo, you'd do that, or Adrian, you'd do that. You'd get up in the morning, you were you, and you had a mission. And once every now and again, you'd vote on something that was important to you, okay? But now you are your you are your politics, and your politics now come first, and that's why I think the, the sort of that sort of Trump and and Boris politics have been so successful because you're now a Republican or you're a Tory, or you're right or you're left. There's no in-between. There's no like, oh, well, I quite like the NHS, but I want to pay less tax. Oh, I quite like the NHS, or I want to pay more tax. There's no there's no norms anymore. It's all about like, like you're, a lot of you football fans, you support your team no matter what. Do you know what I mean? No matter what your team do, you're going to support them. And that's what I think they've done with politics. Now, I'm guilty of the fact that I will probably never vote Tory, but not because I hate the Tories in general. More now than ever, they did elect a guy who wrote an article saying that black people were less intelligent because they were black. Now, the fact they've done that means to me I can't vote Tory. And I couldn't sit in a, in, in a, in a party that elected someone like that. But I don't know how you guys feel. Like, is there... I, you know, I don't. You, some of you have actually never told me what your politics are in terms of what you'd vote for. But is there a... Is there a time where you can see yourself changing party, like going Labour to Liberal or Liberal to Green or or stuff like that? Uh, do you feel like you'll be able to make that decision at any point or are you like, I'm my party till the end? Anybody jump in there? Feel free. Don't, um, don't, 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 yeah, no, like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm my party till the end. I mean, I voted, every time I voted, I voted Labour. Um, but I have seriously looked at other parties, even the Tories, I've given them a look. I'll never vote for them um, after what I mean after after what I found out um, and you know just the stance on things. But I mean, uh, I would I would definitely consider voting for another party. I almost did vote um, was it Lib Dem in the last election just purely tactically. Um, mm. So, but then I decided like no, I don't want to do that. I'll vote for the ones I want to win, um, and I did. And then yeah, it was it was quite close. So. You know, probably should have voted Lib Dem, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like if, if if a decent party came along that could do something um, and had good 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 policy, yeah, absolutely. Or even if the Tories completely turned turned their whole party around, I'd, I'd vote for them. Um, how about you, Jimbo? What, what would you could you find yourself to move politically? Um, you know, Green Party or whatever. Is that something that you could envision? So, so I I I don't think. Uh, even the people on this podcast are of that um, persuadable minority that wins governments. Therefore, we will not see an algorithm again creating the bespoke advertising campaign to persuade us one way or the other in our everyday Instagram and Facebook feeds, which is the way that um, uh, modern-day a political opinion is swayed and governments are won and lost. And, it, and, it's, and it's known, you know, 
Cambridge Analytica, tip of the iceberg. There were there were what 14, 17 of those companies do, do, doing the same thing. And so we're, we're not part of that demographic. They don't care about us. They'll ne- never really win us over. They're not going to turn the Conservative Party around. All, all they really want the um, Conservative Party to stand for is if you're making money as a business, you will make more money if you vote for us, job done. That's it. Don't worry about the rest. We're, we're bumbling buffoons, but look at the mechanics behind us and we're supported by business and that's where our money comes from and we will support business job done so it's, mm. it's going to be um uh, right uh, right leaning constantly no matter what extreme or whatever will which will whatever will get them more votes now the problem is it's so targeted with with that kind of persuasion tactics that it does again it doesn't matter what they do because we all live in this goldfish bowl of what we interact with on a day-to-day basis and about 50 percent of our lives if not more each of us is spent online now so what we are ingesting whether we understand it or not so all this stuff is now fiction it, 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 it's all programming and we will be bombarded by it without realizing we're being bombarded by it and having things reflected back at us because of our our likes and dislikes and things we and, and say that. that we don't know are working in the background to to show us shit so all this ends up being a whole cacophony of errors where whoever has the most money to show you the right stuff to persuade you in the right way you will go there that therefore um, the, the parties that don't, which maybe the, the Greens, Labour don't have that, that kind of uh, money, and, well, what, what other party it can do that? Well, they can't. Therefore, who's more likely to win? And that's all they care about. Mm. That's it. Nothing else, you know? I don't even think Boris Johnson really believes in half the politics he, he espouses. It's just he wanted to be prime minister. Done. You know? <laughs> I think I think he always wanted to be prime minister, but he's one of those guys, right, that if you... Like, I watched his career, even when he was mayor of London, and I think he was sent to do mayor of London to keep him out of trouble because the, the Tory party knew he wanted to be prime minister, and nobody in the Tory party, in terms of, like, the old school, like him. That's why it was made foreign minister in the first place, because I think they thought he'd embarrass himself so much, and the British people would be like, "Oh my God, he called the Tur- he said the Turkish president fucked goats," and what people didn't, I think the Tory party didn't realise is. It's like a British comedy show to people. Do you know what I mean? They're like, ha, huh, that's hilarious. He said the Turkish Prime Minister fucked goats. <laughs> yeah, we need 100 million uh, face masks from you, Turkey. Oh, what? They, they don't work? You know, it, it's kind of like the British people, I think, think Boris is hilariously funny. And like I said, they think he's a caricature of, um, of um, Churchill Reborn. And and that like everything he says is just like I think how people imagine Turchill would talk if he was alive. Today. I I got I, 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 I got to jump that's... in. I so I'm sorry. I'm free got, to jump. I, convince I got, me otherwise. I got to jump in because you know <laughs> we're kind of showing here, unfortunately, that we're not educated either. You know, with, with the history of Churchill. Churchill, the savior of World War Two. Yay! Whoop de doo. He was hated. You know, he know. was he was he was universally hated by the country because he was an alcoholic, depressive tyrant that that um, nobody could persuade either way. And he, he stepped into the role that nobody wanted. And just because he was enough of a prick, he managed to do it because he had the, the right mindset to manage a really horrific situation. Yes, you need that kind of mindset. But is he this um, amazing 
a universally accredited, loved figure. Wait a minute. Yeah, he happens to be, but isn't that just historical spin where whoever wins exactly comes out like, best? But, but that, that's my whole point. Boris is a caricature of that. It's like people don't... I think when I was growing up, and I don't know about you guys, um, but when I was growing up, criticism of Churchill was quite a regular thing, especially if you knew anybody Irish. They would, you know, it wasn't something that was like nobody sat around going, "Ah, oh, Churchill, he's a national hero." It was like, yeah, he won the World War and stuff like that. But the man was was quite a questionable human being, you know, which is why he was a, he was voted out straight after the war without exception. It was like, yeah, um, thanks for winning, Churchill, but yeah, mm, see you the fuck later. Um, and I, I think to a large degree. I, I, I think it's that he's become a caricature. Do you know what I mean? This cigar-smoking bad boy that had loads of affairs, liked to drink, liked to have a good time, and, and that's what people have turned Churchill into. And guess who that sounds like? Boris. Likes to have a good time, doesn't quite look after himself, although he's now got a personal trainer. Um, had uh, God knows how many kids. I don't know if it, Boris knows how many kids he's got, but you know, and I, I think that's what people like about him. They want Boris to be a rule breaker because he's become that caricature. Um, TC, jump in there quickly. Am I am I being too mean to Boris? Um, all the British people, no, really. Well, uh, Boris Johnson wants to be seen as a Churchillian figure. Right, number one, I don't think he shares the traits with Churchill, who committed some horrendous crimes in South Africa and Rhodesia. Anyway, that's a separate issue. Um, he wants to be the the picture of Churchill smoking a cigar after the Second World War. You know, the 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 the, the savior of the nation. That's what he wants. Unfortunately, he hasn't got either qualities. Um, and he hasn't got any, like, literally, he's, he's just, he, although he's an Italian guy, he doesn't like detail and he doesn't like hard work. And I can tell you he doesn't like hard work because he keeps fucking off on holiday when we need him as a nation. Um, he's never around. He's disappeared. He disappeared for God knows how long before before he came back. You know, go, go, go care. So he, he doesn't have the qualities that Do we you... perceive, and it's very important, that we perceive that Churchill had to win the Second World War. Johnson does not have any of these qualities. Do you remember, do all of you guys remember when he was mayor of London and the riots happened? And they had to drag my man back from holiday, yeah? And it just seems to me, every time something happens, Morris is on the, he's on holiday. It's like he times his holiday. He, he's got to be the worst employee ever, yeah? Because literally it's like, where's the reports, Michael? Um, I'm not Michael, he's on holiday. And it just seems every time I hear, yeah, Boris is going hands-on in the Caribbean with the maid, maybe, but he's not, he's not like, how he manages to pull this off, I don't know. But anyway, I've ranted on, I've spoken too much and too long about Boris. He wound me up this week like nobody's end, especially with the whole um, BBC proms, which was so manufactured. That story was so manufactured out of nowhere. It was unbelievable. And then Boris sweeps in after a week of failures to go, we shouldn't be embarrassed of our history without knowing actually any history at all. I find that quite impressive. And 
the amount of trolls I picked up pointing that out this week, I was quite impressed. I'm hated now, full on on Facebook, and I've been told to go back to where I come from at least five times this week. So I'm like, I think I'm doing the world a great good. But um, it's good thing you're back in Fulham, Mike. It's good thing you're in Fulham because that's that's where you're from. Like, I, well done. I, I am where I came from, chaps. But yeah, they keep telling me to go back home or, or whatever, which I, I, I still find quite amusing. Now, guys, um, we're going to come back to the UK in a bit, but obviously, I'm going to move our view over to the other side of the pond. There's been a lot going on there over the past couple of weeks. The presidential nominations, I believe, have been confirmed. I think Trump's going to be confirmed tonight. Biden has been confirmed. America is in turmoil. There seems to be something going on every single day in the States. Another video has come out of another uh, black man that was shot, and this time in the back, seven times. He was unarmed. And that's all kicked off, and I think in Wisconsin... Um, again, in the States, you know, it's, it's, I know it's not the UK, but I'm like, if you're looking at the States, I keep seeing the UK's future. Now, the only thing to me, again, talk me back if I'm going too far, gents, the only thing that stops that from happening at the moment is that you're not allowed guns over here. But there's not much difference because this week, uh, I don't know, like, I know people say I shouldn't use gammon, but I can't think of any other word, right? But a load of hotels on the South Coast had raids done by grown-ass men attacking immigrants. An immigrant was attacked getting off a boat last week. Um, He just literally landed in the UK and somebody was waiting for him there. And I was like, are you shitting me? But now they started raiding hotels. I know it's not the same, but it's like I just keep seeing the UK's future in in what's going on in the states and hostility towards not just to 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 ethnic minorities, but even dealing with the issue of race. Um, like the only people who seem to be allowed to talk about race in the UK are Piers Morgan, the Daily Mail, and every scumbag on Facebook. And uh, you know. And, every, you know, that shooting in the States, it had an effect on me that people dismiss black life. And I feel like they do that in the UK as well. But does that have the same effect on you guys? When you see situations like that, how do you feel about it? Because for me, it just it feels like a, you know, the purge is for real. You know, somebody made the purge film as a, as a horror film, not as a reality. And America's gone, that looks like a great idea. How, how do you guys feel about it? If I could start with my man Adrian first. Um, how does how do you feel when you look at it? Is it something that you again you look at the states and you see what I see, or, or do you approach it slightly differently? Um, so with regards to your um, prediction, I, I think I saw something. I think it was Preeti Patel um, said something to the effect of, um, "Well, she actually wants um, tasers to be a bit more powerful," and then um, you know, sort of again, sort of doctors' advice. They were saying that um, they can cause internal failure. It can cause, I mean, bone damage. These sorts of things. But um, with regards to the overarching point, it's unfortunately just become all too common, where we're just seeing, you know, people, you know, black men, um, callously slaughtered in the streets, and it's it is like a dystopian nightmare because 
what on earth can possibly be done to stop this? Um, you know, I, I, I haven't actually um, watched the video purely because um, it, 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 it's, it's too painful from being perfectly honest. Mm. And um, but for, for, from your so, words, yeah. you know, on 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 unarmed black man shot seven times, and last time I checked on his condition, um, he was um, presumed paralyzed. So I'm in a state where it's. I don't. I genuinely don't know what can be done, and that's what I think is the saddest thing. Well, just to put it into a bit more context for you, I did go on a bit of a rant there, but just so you all know, um, rights like protests did break out, and they were again peaceful protests for the most part. But um, a group called the Proud Boys, I believe, got involved in some of the protests, and one guy, a gunman, who wasn't a police officer, wasn't a government official, actually went out and I believe shot three people. Um, and was allowed to escape by the police. Like, the police didn't arrest him, even though they saw him do it. Um, and so, just so you understand, like, this this is... To me, it feels like things are getting really bad in the States. Like, lines are being drawn um, really badly. And and quite honestly, unless we... From my point of view, unless we start dealing with it properly, especially in this country, and having more mature conversations about it, um, I, I just don't see it getting better in the UK. I've never felt... I, I don't feel scared in London, but I don't feel comfortable visiting the rest of this country at the moment. Um, and that's just this is my thing on it. So let me j- uh, jump in there. Charlie, how do you, you know, how do, how do you perceive the situation? Um, first of all, I think this is the most important subject for this show, personally. Um, yeah, I mean, I did watch the video. Um not sure what to say about that, to be honest. Um, you know, I've read a lot about the case since. It's, it is as horrific as you think it is. This gentleman is now paralysed from the waist down in front of his children um, and is barely still alive um, by some... I'm not personally a religious man, but some by something, this guy is still still alive. You know what I mean? I, I'm not trying to offend any religious people there. It's... That's not for me, but by something, this man is still alive somehow. And and where do you where do you go from here to stop something like this? <laughs> the police were out of control. I know a lot of people hate it when people criticise the police or say that the police were in the wrong or whatever. But I'm sorry, if you watch that video and try and tell me otherwise, you seriously need to see somebody about your head. Because if you feel that, just just watch it. All right, that's what I'm going to say to people. Sorry, Um, and yeah, just just to sort of you know sign off on this is you know this isn't acceptable. It never has been. I mean, we've been you know talking about this for how many years? I'm like I've been alive for thirty. I've known about this shit for pretty much most of my life. You know, and it still goes on and on and on and on every single bloody day. And then we come to, sorry, just to put you touch on the refugees thing you were talking about. I'm going to keep this one real short. Can we just trade all the racist people in this country for refugees? Problem solved. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I quite like that idea, Charlie. I like that idea. Um, that would be really good if we could trade them. Um, I, I'd gladly take a few more refugees. Um, in terms of refugees, just so you know, the UK takes the least refugees of all EU countries. We take less refugees in Germany and most of our, our EU neighbours. And in fact, one of the reasons we get so few is because the French, who get blamed for not stopping them, actually put a great deal of effort in trying to make refugees not make the dangerous journey over to the UK. So if I can get you um, on my next one down, TC, how do you stand on it? Um, and again, you know, don't, 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 you know, don't hold back, man. Like I said, I, I think honesty is the best policy in this one. All right, um, right. So I'll start with refugees, right? Okay. All right. So you're looking at people coming over, crossing the channel, trying to give the best opportunities to their children as parents. They're trying to do everything they can, coming from war zones, right? Um, crossing the channel, which is perilous in itself. They come in generally probably because they. They speak English or they already have family here. Because if they have family in, in France or Belgium or Germany or Spain, or friends even, they'll try to head there. Right? That's generally the reason why they speak English or they've got family here. And you're right, Kurt, I think, eight, I think France took 80,000 um, official documented um Refugees seeking asylum, um, they took 80,000. The UK took something like 43 last year, um, just to put that in context. Um, Dominic Cummings breaks the... Un, no need to break. Best thing for his kid, the fucking hero. These people are doing the same thing, and they're... I don't know. I'm guessing these people don't see them as human beings who are doing the best they can. And that's all they are. They're human beings trying to get a better life. Just a better life, not a sponge off the system. Just get jobs, you know? You're talking about people who are coming from Syria or, or Iran, and they could have been doctors, they could have been, you know, TV producers in their own country, and they come over here and they'll quite happily clean for us. I can, I can let you go. Because it's safe. It's a place most where, the people... where it won't be torn to shreds. Um, let me let you guys know that most of the people who are coming over have spent loads of money to actually get here. And the reason why a lot of the refugees are coming, be they Iraqi or um, various parts of the Middle East, because they're English speakers, which is why yeah. the ones that come here, usually they can speak English or they were taught English. And that's why they're coming over. And also they have spent ridiculous amounts of money to get here as well. Um, and and just if I can, if I can throw it in there as well, um, I'll go to uh, Jimbo. But I'll throw this in there as well. Um, just the mentality of of people being on the coast, waiting for these people to attack them, and also the hotel raids, which I might point out didn't happen until Nigel Farage started doing it. Who everybody keeps telling me isn't isn't a racist, but clearly he likes encouraging them. Um, Jimbo, what's your your take on it? If I can, if I can, probably complete sadness. Complete sadness that we've been infected, not just with COVID in this country on an extreme level, but with the mental illness that we can no longer have empathy for somebody that has decided in their own mind that it was a great idea to try and travel the 30-odd miles across the treacherous bit of 
um, waterway and risk their own lives to try and better themselves without the understanding that the likelihood of them bettering themselves within the UK is slim to none now. Uh, and so it's total sadness because, because it's misinformation getting down to those uh, regimes where those people are fleeing from to, to infect the minds of those people. And then it's misinformation that um, in the minds of the people going up and basically waiting there to, to beat them up, getting off a dinghy um, for stepping ashore, because how is that going to help any situation? If anything, you're more likely to exacerbate it um, because if media starts watching uh, watching that, it's going to have a human outcry, maybe a crowdfund for the next hotel and house for that person that stepped ashore. Therefore, he's made it worse in his mind. So it's complete sadness. It's completely backwards, and nobody really understands what they're doing or why they're doing it. And and it and it's the the horrific infection and mental diseases of our time that seem to be global that have exacerbated this and, and continue to have. Um, the regimes, including our own, um, stoking the fires so the people in power can make, uh, continue to make the money and the people at the bottom end will not because they're held in this state of mental illness. Because if it's not mental illness, then this is absolutely horrific, the state that we live in. And I want to kind of pick up on a little point of the comparison between the US and the UK here. The UK is not the 51st state. It's, it's a completely different culture, culture regime. We just seem to have this idea that, that, that um, we, we have it as bad as the US when I don't think we do. Um, because of the, we don't have guns here. We do have different laws. We're very different. Our cultures are completely different. Whereas over there, there's the, total extremes of people that think it's okay just to shoot anyone else that walks onto their property and they're um, immune from reproach. It just, I don't get it. Um, and so that, that means their regime is infected with a mental illness that has been exacerbated and stoked for many years. But the problem here is we're on this huge global cycle of all these things happening um, in a, at an extreme level, and then it going away and being okay for a little bit, or seemingly okay, and now it's extreme again. But that um, up and down is getting quicker because the internet's fucked it up, and because videos fucked it up, and because we have access to this shit now, and now we can see what's going on, and we can um, engage with it and have feelings towards it, and so our internal feelings are then exacerbated, and if if a, a regime knows that they can exacerbate the feeling and the mental illness in the person because of something they watch, then why don't they just make that shit up and then start saying shit that's going to exacerbate it more so then you know, they can control them? And so it comes down to control again. I mean, sorry, I've got to ju just take a step off my, my uh, soapbox now. Uh, look, you've got to let, this is a global frequency, man, and you've got to be heard and you've got to go for it. Um, I think... You know, I wouldn't ask you guys on here if I didn't want you to speak your truth, because I think that's how people connect and that's how people start listening, as long as we speak our truth. So never, never feel like you're getting on a soapbox. Look, worst comes to worst, Jimbo. That's what editors are for. So don't stress, bro. <laughs> it's all good. Get on that soapbox, let people know. Um, Luke. I, want, I, I want everyone to recover. That's the thing. <laughs> I want them to recover. Hey, boys, boys, Jimbo's welcome here, right? 
Yeah, you see? Yeah, so yeah. Good. Come on. Yeah. Where's all of you? Um, <laughs> that was a pregnant pause. <laughs> Luke, Luke, you beautiful man. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 nuts, isn't it? Really, like it's from 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 start to finish. The the stuff going on in America, um, you know, people just getting shot. <laughs> or, no, no, people, black people, really, <laughs> just just black people, isn't it? Really, um, getting shot in the back. Like getting choked to death all the time, all the time. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's far fetched that people don't seem to, like a lot of people seem to not really think it's an issue or, or arguing against it. Um, you know, how many times do people have to be shown the, the evidence um, before they start believing what's going on? Um, you know, it, it's, it's maddening, really, isn't it? It's just absolutely maddening to, to think people haven't cottoned onto this quicker. Haven't picked up on it, realised it. Um, you know, I feel like I was quite late to the party. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? It, and it was, and it was um, George Floyd for me, and so it wasn't even that long ago. Like, do you know what I mean? And I feel like I was well late to the party on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, stuff that's going on in the UK, refugees especially. I mean, it's crazy. These people work in all of our. They do all the all the stuff that we don't want to do. All, all, the, all the all the dirty jobs that are considered by the society. You know, they work in our hospitals. They, they do everything behind the scenes, really. All the menial jobs people don't want to do. Um, so how, why, why the government seem to want to, need the media want to vilify them, or not even vilify them, but seem to always report that they're coming to take stuff from us, you know, and you know, or always or benefit, claiming loads of benefits, taking all our tax money, you know. No, I mean, you know who's taking your tax money? It's the government. <laughs> like, why do you think all of a sudden they had like all this money just came from nowhere when COVID hit? Like, what, like Joey, where did all that come from? Were they, I mean, obviously they borrowed it, but they could do that. Any, like, Joey, but they had these coffers, man. They had loads of money, um, and then we're going to have to pay all this off again as well. Like, and it just, it, it just the cycle just keeps driving everyone down um, and arguing amongst each other. Um, and not really, not really noticing what's going on, right? Do you know what I mean? Like some, of, some of these guys, these the guys that have all the money, they made like twenty. Jeff Bezos made ten billion in a day, or something stupid like that the other week. He's made like thirty odd mid thirty odd billion since COVID hit. Do you know what I mean? All the governments, these are all set up for these guys to just get rich, just to get ridiculously rich as well. So almost the competition. It's almost like they're playing a completely different game up there, guys. Like they're all just competing to get really fucking rich. <laughs> and leaving us all behind, right? And just, and, and they're just, you know what I mean? And everything's confusing from there on down. Um, and it's all pitting us against each other. And I think that's just, you, yeah, that's just you, what you, you, you know what it is? It's the people that get richer, the people that set up the platforms. Because <laughs> it, 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 was it Amazon directly that actually started selling stuff, really? No, it was a platform for other people to sell from, and therefore from those profit, profits, it was able to then build its own uh, internal shop in its own way. And it's just uh, kept that cycle going. So if you th think of it from the point of view of a a country being a corporation that is just set up so it is a platform for other people to pay into to be able to then sell. Therefore, there are so many ways that that platform is making so much money for so many people in so many different ways. Why would you want to stop that? You know? And, and that's, that's the governments that we have globally. 
And, you know, who are the ones that are willing to defend that more? It's the ones that are a little bit more extreme right and maybe a little bit richer or a lot richer than us all who uh, uh, benefit from it. And then they get this uh, uh, grandiose feeling of authority that they've cultivated inside themselves that has also been um, indoctrinated into their minds from, from a young age because it, they, they think Winston Churchill is like the, the, the perfect individual. You know, so we're kind of fed this when we're born, uh, bred into this culture of thinking that the 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 bigger, the better, the faster, the quicker, the more power is the best way to live. And then before you know it, you end up dying from some horrific disease because you're eating Cheetos, Doritos and fucking McDonald's. Do you know what hey, I mean? don't knock my diet, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, look, it's, it's, it's one of these things and I might add into it. Um, can I suggest all of you watch? There's a documentary, it's for free on YouTube called Spider's Web. And if you want to know where all the UK's money's gone to, just watch that documentary. Um, this week, Apple became the first company to become worth two trillion, I believe. And like I said, Jeff Bezos has become again the richest man in the world over the past month. I don't know who was ahead of him for a bit. I think it was a, a Brazilian um, telecoms magnate. But now Bezos is there again. And um, what else? Um, you know, they, they've got the money. They're not paying any tax. And I think Javid, the minister, do you remember the Home Office Minister, Javid, who resigned? He went to work for J.P. Morgan. Mm, I'm not saying that's corruption, but it sure does smell like it, boys. Um, but there you go. That's the nature of the world that we currently live in. Now, <clears throat> gentlemen, I think, you know, we went quite quickly through all that. <laughs> so um, I think we've, we've done a decent run. That wasn't too bad, gents. So um, I've, this subject, I think, just to, uh, you know, I don't, we, uh, I, I like to start off a little, end off with a little bit of a more warmer note because um, we've gone, we've gone deep. We went dark, you know, and um, give people some hope. Now, have any of you heard the song, the new Cardi B song? I haven't actually listened to it yet. I know of it and I've seen little clips of it, but have any of you actually, actually watched it all? Adrian, I know you watched it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Luke, I know you, Luke. Don't leave me hanging. You watched it, didn't you? You haven't seen it? <laughs> well, apparently this song came out um, this week and it caused a bit of controversy, which, you know, my day, a good song was a song that caused a bit of controversy. And it's called WAP. Now, um, Adrian, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it means um, wet ass. <clears throat> yeah, precisely, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's called some serious um, controversy in, in, in the world of music. Now, I, like I said, when I was growing up, a controversial song usually meant it was a good song, or at the very least, it, was, it, it, it made people a, a bit wild and a bit crazy. But this one has had the strange effect of upsetting a few conservatives in the States, which, you know, wild songs usually do um, for its appropriateness. So, um, so it does, am I right, Adrian? It does mean wet ass. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. <laughs> um, so quickly, boys, of your youth... <laughs> 
<laughs> um, what were your most controversial songs that got you a bit wild? We'll come back to WAP in a second, but what are the songs that, that, that sent you a bit wild or a bit revolutionary when you were younger? And if you want, you can actually watch the video while we're asking, people are asking the question so you can catch up a bit. I know Charlie is. <laughs> that face says he's looking at it now. Um, so let me start with you, TC. What was the song that, that sent you wild when you were young? No, TC's gone. No. Pay attention, man. What was the song that sent you wild when you were younger? So I was just watching that Cardi B video. Um, <laughs> it there's a lot about advertising at McDonald's. Um, oh, I don't know, mate. What was I don't think McDonald's outrageous. sell that sell that many. I mean, I don't know. Was it was it what was that Brazilian one? Well, uh, to be to be honest, guys, if someone offered me a wet eye, I'd think that's got more to do with diarrhea than anything else. But anyway, moving on. Um, uh, I, 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 I don't know. What would it be, Kurt? We actually embarrassed you. Would it be turn my teeth sweat? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I can't remember, Kurt. For me, I think it wasn't that. I think really that's a different story. That's another time. <laughs> all right, we'll come back to you, TC. Um, Jimbo, I'm all what, what was your what was your wild song? What was it? What was the song that would have would have been the equivalent to WAP? So imagine a song talking about this song, it basically wet ass. Pussy. I no. don't know why I'm so comfortable no, saying that, but it's, it's wet ass no, pussy no, and it's about women getting all hot and wet and, and stuff like that. What would have been that song? For me, I, I think it would have been Pump and Grind. Um, yeah, you, you, you know, kind of, you, you, you get to like your 40s and you're so desensitized to this stuff that you don't give a shit. And so <laughs> trying to even remember which one was the, con the controversial one, I was probably like... <laughs> 13 or 14 when um i first heard jump around and no i think i was younger than that maybe uh, uh, 11 or 12 when jump around came out or house of pain mm. and i was like oh, this is this is just crazy how can i say this stuff it's like incredible and like, oh no it was on a tape when it was all kind of underground and yeah yeah but you know there's so much out there who gives a shit don't care move on <laughs> it's just another shock jock move to make a fuck ton of money for Cardi B and everybody else and who gives a shit, okay? <laughs> On that bombshell, Adrian, what was your, before WAP, what was your song? Um, So it, it wasn't necessarily the song, but more, more so it reminds me of a moment. So do you remember um, Tupac, Hit Him Up? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The, okay. So, so this is this wasn't too long ago. It must have been maybe sort of five, five, four, five or six years ago. And it was actually my ringtone, and um, it was quite a funny story. So I was sort of for some reason I don't know why, but a pastor came to sort of visit my house. So it was like you know the room room was full, and and then my phone starts ringing, mm. and then literally I kid you not, you know it kicks off by saying, "So I expletive, you expletive." You fat mother expletive and and in rumor then yeah. I don't I don't want to tell you how that story went, but yeah, that, that's that's it. It's just um, you know, just foul language, really. What about you, Charlie? Um, do you know what? I was just thinking Adrian reminded me of a song that was definitely <laughs> in my area of a very the world of very same artist, Tupac, and that's Brenda's got a baby. That song was fucked up if you read the sort of backstory to it, man. Mm. 
is he actually? Um, you know, Brenda's got a baby, but she's barely got a brain. You know what I mean? That's like how it opens the story. It's really sad, actually, the story. So I shouldn't even be like, I don't know if I was about to laugh then, because I wasn't. It's, it's a very, very sad story, actually. And um, that's a real hard hitter. Mm. I don't know what we're talking about here, I guess. It, maybe that's from a different angle, but it's hard to It's slightly that. different. I was I was keeping it filthy, but no, you can yeah, go, yeah, you go yeah, down yeah, that road. There's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. It's all about honesty here. Cause like I said, I was I was I was thinking more um what was it? It was about uh, Rage Against the Machine was probably a little bit more rebellious. Like, no, Rage rebellious. Against the Machine what was Eminem always. was the obvious one as well, wasn't he? He's a mm. rebellious one. Tupac was as well, sorry, of course. <laughs> the original rebel. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, Brenda's Got a Baby was a bit more of a politically serious song of his. But I thought, like, mm. if you read into that song, it's 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 quite, it's fascinating in its own way. You'll know what I mean if you read on a little bit about it. It's, it's interesting. I will gladly do some homework, Charlie. I will gladly do some homework. And Luke Elliott, I saw your face when you watched a few seconds of the video. Um, are you taken with it? Is that something that you'll be playing later this evening? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but I have, um, so <laughs> weirdly enough, that I kind of knew a bit of the song without really yeah. knowing a bit of the song. Um, so, <laughs> so recently I, I, I downloaded TikTok. I don't know if any of you have tried this platform. I always give the, I always give these little social medias a go, and it, um, I generally just delete them and then end up, yeah, <laughs> and then just end up on, and end up just staying on Facebook and, and nothing really much else. Um, and uh, and yeah, so there's like a part in that tune that's um, loads of girls do dances of, and so yeah, I've just noticed that tune about, and I didn't really know what it was. Now I know where that came from, anyway. Um, well, when you get a chance, search for the conservative version. That's especially funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys probably don't know who Ben Shapiro is. He's a, oh God, um, he's, a he's an American. Yeah, he's a bit of a shock jock. Yeah, you might know who he is. But look for the WAP version with Ben Shapiro because he did a version where he pretty much admitted that his wife's never been wet. Now, most men wouldn't admit to something like that, but he did do that. And then somebody's made a video version of him like reading a song out. So that might be worth checking out. Guys, again, um, thank you. You know, the global frequency. You know, it's, we've had a long run. Um, it's the end of the first season. We'll be back with more guys. I need you to keep giving your feedback and your ratings on the website. I need you guys who are part of the team to make sure you share it with everybody. It'll be hopefully out by the end of the week. And um, we'll have a Patreon page up uh, in the next couple of weeks where you guys can give us a little bit of support and offer us donations of various kinds so we can keep the website going and build it up to be a bit more. Because this is a global frequency and I think I like to say it's been an absolute blast doing it with you guys so far over the cup past couple of weeks and Alexa's shouting at me right um but yeah it's been an absolute blast over the past couple of months well months doing this with you guys and I hope you have enjoyed it um each episode it's been getting better and better we'll build up quite a nice little crowd I think we've only got half the people here today so hopefully we'll get everybody together at some point in the future but um guys what's been a highlight if I if you don't mind me ask I know Jimbo you've only been here for one show <laughs> so um What's been the highlight for you guys, Charlie? If I could start with you, have you have you enjoyed your run on the old global? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, just been able to voice a well uh, opinion, whatever you want to call it. I'm not, I'm not trying to force my opinion on people. I'm just trying to give you a perspective that I hope you can open your eyes to, um, especially on all this well 
one of our main issues, one of our main things we've been following, obviously, is all the racial injustice in the world and how we need to gain back equality, man. Because if you have any kind of humanity left, I think to touch on, you know, what Jimbo is kind of touching on earlier about empathy as well. If you have any sort of tiny bit of that at least left in you somewhere, surely you can just see, man, that this this ain't right. The way we with the way we live and the way we are. It might have taken some of you a long time to wake up and really see it through your own eyes or, or whatever, you know, and I feel like, I don't feel like I've ever been silent, but I don't feel like I've ever said anywhere near enough as I should have done. So this has been a nice little way of being able to, I know it's only putting your voice online or something, but, you know, I don't know if you ever watched the, there's someone, if you watch on Netflix, the story about Cynthia Brown, um, a lot was changed for her and her case, I believe it was, through a hashtag. So, you know, social media things can, it can have some good. You know, we can't always call it all bad. And I, and I say that as someone who does often say it's bad, but, you know, this kind of thing can get you, your voice out there, give you give people a chance to listen to someone completely off the cuff who they don't know, you know what I mean? Just some random fucking dickhead like me, who they really, they have never met or have never come across in their life to just perhaps say something that resonates with them, you know? And that's all I've ever tried to use kind of social medias for until I recently, I just recently got rid of my Facebook because I just, I thought I've turned 30 now, I can't bother with this shit. Just, just, yeah, get away from me. <laughs> I do still use Instagram and that's quite useful for some things and politically, not as much so as Facebook, don't get me wrong, but, no, I'm trying to learn. I tried to follow all the right pages and stuff and just learn where donations need to go, petitions, you know, because a lot of it's for America, of course, so we we can't physically really do anything right now. Um, I think the protests are good over here as well. I just think that we're not... I don't think we're protesting against our police as heavily. I don't think we need to because, again, our police don't... At the end of the day, they do not go running around shooting people. Um, they do still need to do a much better job um, because it's it's all good saying oh we're always we're, we're oh we're not America we're better than them or it's all good saying we can say it as the cows come home but oh we're better than them doesn't really mean anything man we should be wanting to go well yeah we're the best in the world we have the it's best like when, in the world it's like when people say we're the least racist country in Europe and I'm like would exactly. it be the least of something mean mean that much exactly. you know what I mean it's like so, okay value, man so yeah sorry I'll just thank you for giving me again the platform to to talk and I hope obviously we can help get this a few more views in that man that'd be, that'd be cool maybe get some feedback I'd like to see where I've gone wrong throughout everything I've said as well I love the challenge man. enjoy like it while it lasts last. so enjoy it while it lasts they, they will they will they will. They'll come back to us, Charlie. And like I said, Charlie, you're a cool guy, yeah? Even before your surname, right? Charlie Street. I don't know how much cooler it gets than that. And my surname's Francois. And and I'd I, I, I struggle to <laughs> <laughs> Um Let's go. Adrian, you're probably one of the, the, the newer. I think Jimbo, like Jimbo, you only joined us in the um, recent run. How, how, how's the journey been for you? Yeah, I think I found it rather cathartic, especially um, because I think when I sort of started, we were sort of at the, if not the peak, we were close to the peak of sort of COVID and it was all doom and gloom. And I think this sort of afforded us the opportunity really just to you know, take take an hour or so out and just sort of, you know, sort of relax really. And um, a, a sort of specific um, highlight, I guess, of the show would be your rants on Boris. <laughs> I quite, I, I quite enjoy those as well. 
Yeah, I, I don't like Boris. Um, TC, how how's the journey been for you? You you, in fact, I think you and James, in a way, are the longest runners and members. I know James hasn't been in long, but you're definitely like you were there from the start, and then James, you came along a bit midway through before. So if I go to you first, TC, how, how's this this second? It's a well, maybe third iteration of the global frequency. How's it been for you? Um, I just like touching base. I like just like touching base. Like literally, without I know the internet's an echo chamber and all that shit. But it's good to talk to people who aren't assholes. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's for me. Is I, I get to speak to lots of people who don't seem to have compassion. And it is compassion and empathy. Sometimes I think to myself, the world is just missing. We've got enough grain to feed everybody, so there's no reason for anyone starving. We've got enough medicine to treat people um, if we all work together. What we haven't got is compassion. There's not enough compassion on this planet for, for each and every one of us. Uh, what I like with these discussions, to chat, and we get to show that we have compassion, uh, not just for one another, but for people that we don't even know. Um, to me, generally, the highlight that we you know, and we learn. I learn. I, Black Lives Matter. Although I, I, I've never considered myself, huh, there's a the thing is, I've never considered myself racist. Um, I've learned so much more by being involved in this than I would before. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've asked how you're feeling and your, your opinions on stuff, CJ, and and how I can try and make things better from a tiny point of view, but. It's helped me grow as well. So I, I just like touching base with, with with people that have compassion, and that, that's what I like. That's why I like doing this. Thank you, man. Well, you're always welcome here, TC. Jimbo, let me jump over to you quickly. I guess in a way, it was a big return for you. Um, you had be you, know, you, you. I know we've been working together over the past couple of months, but you haven't been on the global frequency. F- uh, Six years, maybe. How did the return go for you? And and, and can we expect more of you? Yeah, probably. It's it's a little scary putting yourself out there and, you know, allowing yourself to feel and articulate the truth and raw reality of actually how bananas things are. and, And then, you know, really trying to come from a place of rather than the rant fest, which seems to be the only thing that gets any traction these days, no matter if it's uh, perceived good, perceived bad, that doesn't really matter. It's the fact that we are able on a very real and raw level just to come together as a bunch of people, just to have an open conversation and, you know, there's no consequence. It's just kind of friendship. But more based on, in my mind, the reason why I've jumped back in and wanted to say something is, you know, we're we're filled with falsehoods and we're taught it and this is how we live our life and we don't know what actually compassion, empathy, being good to one another, um, you know, not engaging in things that are designed to engage us in a way so we don't think critically. So it's almost like, uh, although that's what this does, we're engaging in those things that we're told to engage in when we probably shouldn't. I quite like the whole fact of, well, the reality is we should take, use this as a big step back to go, does it actually really matter to me and the fellow person that lives next to me or or I'm walking uh, next to or sat next to on a bus? 
and what's happened to the ability of me just going, hey, how's it going, buddy? You all right? You having a good day? Yeah, no worries. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's raining. Yeah, Boris, whatever. You know, this, that, and the other. I mean, if you really then take a bigger step back, you, you start to go, you know, colour's indivisible. There's no such thing as um, border. There's no such thing as um, race, religion, creed, colour. There's no such thing as up. There's no such thing as down. There's no such thing as really good or bad. There's just such thing as uh, the real that we are blinded from, from on a day-to-day, on a day-to-day basis that is perpetuated to keep us in a state of status quo and being static, and we all need to move away from that. And conversations like this, although derived from those things that are trying to push us apart, we can use to pull us back together again. And just be like, you know, guys, yeah all love or all relaxation and just chill and do the things that make you feel good and be nice to each other. Simple. That's why I love you, Jimbo. That's why I love you. Luke, last, but definitely not least, my friend. <laughs> you've, you've come a long way. How's it been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been, a, it's been great. It's been, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed every, every moment of it, really. Um, Luke, can I just say something? Sorry. Sorry to interrupt there. I've got to say, earlier when you mentioned you just come into this at the George Floyd time, I would disagree with that. I've known you a very long time, man. You knew this shit was kind of happening long before. I just don't think you've ever put as much of your time into it. That's what I would say. I don't think you were late to the party. I just think you haven't drilled it into your head enough. But I think recently that's what's happened to you. I think it's always been there and then you've kicked it over the edge. And that's where you are now. So I just had to put that in there, man. Fair enough. Cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, True. Hey, yeah. nothing wrong with sharing love there, bro. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, no, it's, it's been a good journey. Um, yeah, it's been it's been great. I mean, you you always joke about um us talking you away from the ledge. I'm not sure if you've got further away from the ledge or I've got nearer during this during the process, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but no, it's been like, you know, joking aside, though, it's like Tony touched on it earlier, you know, talked to a lot of people, um, you know, some of my friends as well. Um and yeah, and it's you know, and we have such different opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all we're all, we're all mates, you know, and mm. and uh, we all want the best for ourselves and you know the world as well as we see it. Um, and you know, the the most we can do, I think, for you know, for the world really, is just trying to make that little bit around each of us a little bit better um, by being compassionate. Um, you know, just reaching out, man. Just just everyone you meet, man. Just smile. Just, just be nice, isn't it? Like, it's not difficult, is it? Like, even if you, even if it's fake, like, it might make that other person like feel a little bit better that day. Like, and then at the end of the day, you know, because it's, it's no, it's, it's no more effort to be nice than it is to be a dickhead, isn't it? <laughs> You've got to go out of your way to do either, otherwise you just ignore the person, and just like if they ask you something, just literally just ignore them. That's just the least effort, isn't it? That's just proper lazy. But so there's no, do you know what I mean? Once you start making an effort to go the good, the good way, just the being nice way, it's no more effort than being a dick. So just, just be nice, isn't it? Like it's, it's not difficult. Um, and it, and that'll be, and that'll be, that's it. It's really it. It's so fucking simple. Um, and that's the, just the root of it, really, for me. And yeah, I think if we all do that a little bit more, everyone should be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you again so much. Um, I've loved every minute of it. It's always nerve wracking. Um, I always start the show off sweating and you guys do talk me back from the ledge because I do calm down and um, the right guard kicks in. So can I just say thank you guys. It's been a beautiful journey. 
Um, hopefully, we'll be back for more shows, um, especially an election special. If anybody's up for the mission of covering the US elections, let me know. It's going to be a late one. To our listeners, again, if you want to join us for that one, it's going to be a late and a long one, that one. So do join us. The US elections that are ever so important. This is a global frequency. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And good night. 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 Good night.